Thank you so much for tuning into Defining Moments Podcast. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your time, the time that you took to listen to their guests and their stories. Any feedback you have will be greatly welcome. Improvements, critical thoughts, please let us know. Be brutally honest because that's how we like it. Enjoy your day. Stay undefeated. Welcome back to the Undefeated Show Defining Moments podcast located here in Project 3810, the house that Cal Golan built. My name is Wong Lam, and today's very special guest from the University of Oklahoma football team, defensive end, the undefeated Ethan Downs. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Yeah, how you doing? Absolutely, man. I don't know about undefeated. Uh, <laughs> I games. Well, you're 19 years old. Yeah. Right. And we trolled your Twitter. We trolled your Instagram. You've got your girlfriend, Caroline, in here, which mm-hmm. is awesome. We'd love to have guests in here as well with the guests. So this is great. Do you read a lot of books? Uh, so, not a lot, no. Have you? I read the Bible a lot. But that's brilliant. It's a good book. How about you, Caroline? You read a lot of books? Have you read The Five Love Languages? Oh, yeah. You have? Okay. Yeah. I so, hate that book. Yeah? I hate that book. Oh, you hate that book. <laughs> well, we like that book. I feel like, so there's five different love languages, and Caroline, she she's like, I think you're like a gift person and a, no. uh, what would I be? Words of affirmation, for sure. Okay, she says I'm words of affirmation. Okay. I feel like love language, if you love somebody, you should be all of them. Okay. At the same time. So you need to write a remix of the five love languages called Five Love Languages Remix. I, I might. By Downs. I'm lazy though, so I'll probably never get it. Finished. <laughs> you can't be lazy. You're playing at the University of Oklahoma. There's, you cannot be lazy. Yeah, you're, you're playing right. under Coach Venables and his administration. You cannot be lazy. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. For, well, from what I've seen of of Coach, so. Well, yeah, he'll he'll get me there. <laughs> he'll get me there. I promise. Well, the reason why I bring that up is because our love language on the podcast is gift giving, okay. and so we have several gifts to give not only to you, mm-hmm. but to Caroline. To Luke, to your mom, and awesome. your dad. Let's start with you, though. Okay. This is literally the swag bag, and wow. this is all for you. This whole bag. No, no way. And everything inside the bag is yours. Wow. Yep. Man, I don't know if I should do a showcase and open it all up for y'all right now, man. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Am yeah. I allowed to look at it now, or should I wait? Go ahead. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. I brought my wife's athleta bag. Clothes on clothes. Yeah, yeah. Man. Y'all do this for everybody? Y'all do this for everybody? We give gifts to our guests. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Wow. But no one's received a swag bag like this. I must be special. Hey, man. Boomer sooner. This is awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm about to save that for later. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much. That's that's great, man. Whenever you see uh, Caroline, this is yours. Oh, you want to? Yeah. Absolutely. Luke, your brother. Awesome. Yes, sir. Man. Hook me up. Mrs. Downs. Love it. (laughs) Mr. Downs. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, man. Absolutely. It's about family, about community. You talk about community on the way up here. We spent about 30 minutes. First time we've ever met mm-hmm. was just like, hey, I'm going to come pick you up. You're like, cool. Pick me up in this parking lot. You hopped in the car. We had a great conversation over here. I felt like I've known you for years, man. You talked about a small community or something like that. And explain yourself on that. Like uh, about being a, a small relationship is building a big community within a small community. Okay. Um, well, I, I would say, you know, the bigger community is or the, I guess the bigger your circle is, the less connection you find, you know, throughout that circle. So the smaller that circle is, you know, whether that's family or friends or mm-hmm. you know whoever the tighter you can get a circle the bigger that circle is going to feel yeah. you know the more connection you have to the people around you yeah yeah, yeah. you're a man of tremendous faith mm-hmm. so it would be amazing if you would bless this podcast before we start diving into ethan downs <laughs> would you be willing oh yeah all right let's do it okay god thank you for this day lord thank you for introducing me to wong Thank you for allowing me to speak on this podcast, Lord, and Lord, thank you for all that you give me. Thank you for the opportunities. I'm I'm indebted to you with my life. I'm indebted to you with with the words I say, with how I walk, with how uh, I live, and I know this life is not my own. So, Lord, I want to glorify you with uh, what I say, and I want you to speak through me. I want your light to shine through me because I know this world's going to forget about me, but you are the ultimate prize, God. So, again, thank you for Wong. He seems like an incredible man, and you've touched his life, and he wants to serve people. So, I ask that you look upon him. Lord, I thank you for this place, and I thank you for Caroline, and she, you know, she made it here. God, I can't thank you enough. You're my Lord, and I want to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. That was great, man. <laughs> How's your day been? It's been good. Yeah. So woke up this morning, uh, worked out. We were doing bench press. You know, we did a bench press maxing out, you know, with the heavy weights, just going at it. Uh, a lot of running, a lot of conditioning. We do this thing called quads. Okay. So um, traditionally a quad is four down and backs. It's it's the length of the field, okay. you know. Um, not the not the width, or it's the width, not the, not the length. Okay. So the width of the field. Uh, down and back, you got to make it in a time and you get like 20 seconds rest to hand down going again. So you do these four quick sprints back to back and then you do a 60 yard shuttle. So, so we call it 60 yard shuttle. It's 15 yards down, back, down, back. And it's all boom, 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 boom. And then not just one quad, but then we'll do two quads or three quads, <laughs> right? We did three quads today after bench press and all the other stuff. And we got a little time off. I usually head back to the dorm. I got a cool roommate. His name is Jordan Mukes. He's from Choctaw, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, we're in the same class. And when we get back, we just talk, chat. You know, that's our time to relax, kind of detox from football. We'll just play Fortnite together or <laughs> like, yeah, really just chat, you know, trying to cool off with water, Gatorade, whatever we can, get hydrated. And then turn right back around. We, uh, it's like a practice almost called skills and drills. And starts at around three or four um get after it you know do individual work with some teammates we'll do some stuff with coaches and after that usually call it a night yeah yeah try to relax stay up late play more Fortnite with jordan um <laughs> just silly stuff yeah text caroline oh yeah for sure call her every yeah. free second i've got oh, yeah. <laughs> really. mm-hmm. oh, i love it You're, you talk about benching mm-hmm. how much you benching 
and how many how many reps can you get up? Know. Well, today, um, I don't like to brag. <laughs> I really don't. But um, there, were, I think I had three thirty-five on the bar today, and we were. I think I did seven reps, which is like crazy to me because back in high school, I couldn't ever hit like three fifteen. Like wow. I was just struggling, and and Smitty, whew, you talk about Smitty built. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting stronger. Like Monday, we did squats. My squats aren't as strong. Yeah. Um, but no, there's there's so many fine details. You don't even, you know, it, it's important your strength in football. But mm-hmm. even if you can squat the world or bench press the world, and you have no technique with what you do, yeah. You know, uh, it, sometimes that strength can be worthless. Yeah. But use, you know, trying to build that strength and using it with technique and and purpose and passion. You know, it's always it's always good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're from Weatherford, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And you probably lived there pretty much your whole life. Yeah. What was the recruiting process like for you? And then how did your parents help you mm-hmm. with that process? And how did your brother play a part? How did Caroline play a part in the whole entire process for you? Yeah. Um, so... I really have to thank my parents for all of it, you know, them putting the money in to drive me around the country, you know, um, staying in southern states. But you know, they drove me to Louisiana, to Alabama, to Arkansas, to to, to Kansas, to Texas, throughout Oklahoma, um, really just all, all in that area. And I started going to camps in middle school. You know, learning basic technique stuff, whether I was doing tight end, or I was even doing running back uh, drills, you know, camps, um, defensive end stuff, linebacker stuff, just trying to learn techniques and and uh, strengthening attributes and football. So I, not, I can bring it back to Weatherford, you know, show some of my teammates, even show coaches. And that just kept progressing until high school came. After freshman year, you know, I played a little tight end, a little defensive end, and started going to camps. And they started ranking me with stars, you know, like one star, two star, three star. I didn't know what the stars meant, and I later found out they don't really mean much because I was around <laughs> a bunch of five stars, and they were just lazy. Like I, I don't want to bash anybody, but <laughs> right. they're just lazy. And you hear all the time, well, stars don't matter because a five star can go anywhere and then not make it. But um, really, the guys who have grit. Mm-hmm. And passion and know what they're doing on and off the field are the guys that make it. And that's coming, that's becoming more true, you know, here in college, meeting people, meeting coaches, uh, NFL guys, you know, you gotta, you gotta be on the ball on and off the field. Mm-hmm. And, um, coming back to recruitment and stuff, my first offer was Oklahoma State University. And it was crazy because getting to see somebody on TV all the time, you know, you kind of idolize them and like, wow, you know, I'll never see that person in real life or just, you know, they're always someone to see on TV. Well, um, Coach Gundy came up to me during that. Uh, I, I think I was, I was, I was, I was at defensive end mm-hmm. at the camp and he came up to me, pulled me aside and I grabbed my mom and dad and he said, Hey, you know, you're really young, but we want to offer you. We want to show you that we really want you. And I was like, holy smokes like that's crazy and my mom and dad start balling and i didn't really know what it meant i was just like wow i got invited to play football here yeah um and immediately became a fan of them you know wherever i went i was a fan of them because they're they're 
inviting me to uh, enjoy, you know, what they've got. It's it's a it's a blessing. So wherever I went, I was like, you know, this place is awesome. Um, but no, I after after the first couple offers, I started to get phone calls, and you know, I got offered through phone calls and. Um, you know, in Weatherford, it's a smaller town. So there's a lot of excitement behind, you know, that, that growth and getting offers and stuff. Like speaking about Coach Gundy, he came, he came down and flew a helicopter on the high school football field and started walking through Weatherford High School, which is a skinny, like hallway high school. It's, it's older and everybody's just like, what's, what's he doing here? Like, that's crazy. And, um, yeah, I, I never really knew how to feel about it because it it all seemed like so random. Like my mom's always said, it's like the stars are always aligned for you to have success. Mm. And all you, you just have to stay true, stay faithful, um, and make the most of it. Like that, that's all you got to do. Yeah, and everything keeps lining up for you, and yeah. um, I know those stars wouldn't have aligned if my parents didn't sacrifice what they sacrificed. And, you know, my little brother, if he didn't sacrifice what he sacrificed, like in Caroline, like she, she's been a rock to me. She's my best friend. So my legs are about to cramp. Um, I have to put that out there. Um, Caroline, like, I, I don't know how else to describe this other than when a spotlight was put on me for, you know, the recruiting and stuff. It took it took acknowledgement away from the people like I care about most, mm. like I love. Like the people no longer came up to Caroline and said, "Hey, Caroline, how you doing?" They said, "Hey, Caroline, how's Ethan doing?" Mm. And people come up to my little brother and say, "Hey, Luke, what's going on?" No, it's, "Hey, Ethan's little brother, mm. how you doing?" And my parents didn't mind so much because they're just you know um, they're happy for it to be all about me, but. It, it hurt my feelings when it is all about me and the people around me that I love, they, they get hurt from it, you know? Yeah. And I never want that to be a pain on them or, you know, I just, I just want to make the most of these opportunities and these blessings and show the people that are in the shadow. I love them. Like yeah. I care. I try to tell her all the time, like no matter if the world doesn't notice you, like I love you and I want you to know that. So yeah. Getting opportunities like this to put her in the spotlight now, I, I try to do it as often as I can because, like, I wouldn't be who I am without Caroline. Like, I wouldn't be who I am without my family, you know? That's awesome, yeah. man. We we talked about leadership on the way over here. And, of course, I told you I trolled your Twitter, <laughs> trolled both y'all's Instagram just to <laughs> get a feel for it. And it's confirmed my feelings about you as a human has been confirmed by actually meeting you in person. So I appreciate that about you oh, for sure, you. 100%. What does leadership mean to you and how does it feel to you? Yeah. Um, leadership is complicated because you can lead in so many ways. You don't have to be a Division One football player to lead people. Like, you don't have to have money to lead people or status or fame. Like, Every action you take is watched by somebody. And, you know, like uh, one of Newton's laws, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? I think yeah. that's Newton. I'm sorry, I'm not not that smart. But um, 
every action you take is watched by somebody. So if you're an older brother, you know, everything you do or an older sister, everything you do is watched by a younger sibling. Mm -hmm. And they're going to either imitate it or, you know, consider your action and, 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 uh, remember it. So, you know, just like parents have a, you know, parents chemistry has an impact on, on kids and how they're raised. Like leadership isn't just, a role of a president or a principal or uh, an anointed leader. It's everybody. Everybody has a leadership role because mm. everybody has an effect with their life. So, um, but when it comes to defining a leadership role, like for a football team or someone that stands out and other people look up to coach Venables, he brought in a lesson. He said, a leader isn't somebody who points at somebody and calls them up, right? Actually, I, I don't know how to phrase it exactly. He said, a leader isn't somebody who points at someone and tells them to go up. A leader is somebody who goes up themselves and invites others to him, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's taking the first initiative, that's taking the action, that's sacrificing so others can be brought up to you. And the ultimate leader, in my opinion, is is Jesus and how he lived. Jesus didn't come here um, to demand everybody's best. He came to serve and to die for everybody. You know, you're talking about a Jesus who is the physically strongest being in the universe, you know, not, not from human perspective, but created the universe. You talk about uh, a Jesus who sits on a kingdom, an anointed kingdom that a human eye has never seen, you know, of, of, of dazzling light you know, where angels praise him. And um, you talk about a Jesus who created life itself created us he calls us you know his children like that's the same jesus that came and died for us because he loves us like Mm -hmm. what better act of leadership and love other than to die for those you care about and i think if you really want to be a leader it's to serve other people and not expect anything back um to serve and to give to other people you know, just mm-hmm. just out of your love for them, like that love is leadership, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You used the word grit earlier, and we're we're going to touch on grit. But you, prior to saying grit, you talked about being faithful. Mm-hmm. I know you're a man of your faith, strong faith. What's so important about faith to you? Um, well, my faith is how I live. You know, um, it's not just my religion. Like, I. You know, people ask me, you know, Ethan, you know, you're Christian. Like, what's your, what church do you go to? Or, you know, what's that called when you have divisions? Um, what are those called? You know, like divisions in the churches, your, uh, denomination? yeah, there you go. Your denomination. Like, you <laughs> um, people ask me, like, Ethan, what's your denomination? Are you Catholic? You Baptist? You're all these things. I, I'm just, I'm just a believer. Mm. Um, because denominations, you know, certain churches, they believe certain things, they act certain ways, they, um, you know, pray, pray, pray a certain way. But all that division has caused confusion amongst people. Uh, it's caused people to to say that you know church is corrupt, that that believing in God is just a way to scam people or get money, and it's all fake and it's all a fairy tale. Like that, that hurts me when I hear that because. Mm. My belief in Jesus in the Bible is how I choose to live. And that that's a value that's been tested and tried. Like I grew up 
in a, in a home where my parents say, Ethan, you're a Christian. Ethan, you believe this way because, or, you know, Ethan, we're going to church because it's the right thing to do. And when, you know, you're freshman in college, every value is tested, right? So as a freshman, I'm like, man, I have a choice to believe in God or not. I have a choice to go to church or not. I have a choice to read my Bible. I, I have a choice to be, to feel guilty for this or to not. Mm. And um, I know that I'm never going to be perfect. I'm always going to sin. And I want to, I want to show people and be as transparent as possible that I'm not here to be a goody two shoes. Like, you know, I, yeah. I'm trying to be the best person I can be to be an example for somebody else. Yeah. And God is my ultimate example. And the more I read the Bible, the more I become curious and the more God's character is revealed to me. Like, why, why is the ultimate act of leadership and love to die for somebody? Why? Mm-hmm. Or, or to live for somebody, you know, by Jesus' example, why? Why is that the ultimate act? Well, you know, through reading the gospel, through reading what Jesus did, reading how Jesus interacted with people, like that, that reveals to me a character of Jesus, something to emulate, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if I was not emulating Christ's image, then I, I would be another egotistic, like, you know, just, just guy sleeping around with girls, doing drugs, uh, enjoying this, this fleshly life, like enjoying the ego, enjoying the fame, trying to make as much money as I can, lying to people, stealing from people. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have God, that's who I would be. Yeah. That's who I would become. And God has showed me there's very little value in those things. Like, I haven't experienced all of them, but through reading God's character, like there's very little value in those things. Those things are fleeting. Those things don't bring you any honor. It doesn't bring God any honor or glory. Um, You know, it says our life is like, man, I I haven't read this verse in a long time, but it just came to me. It's a proverb. Um, It's like our life, it says we're like the grass. All people are like the grass. And all people's accomplishments are like the flowers that bloom. You know, they're, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're good to look at. It says, but the grass withers and the flowers fade away. But the glory of God is the only thing that will remain. And the word of God is the only thing that will remain. So whatever I do, you know, like, it's, a, it's such a good analogy because we all sprout up. And there's all seasons of life for all different kinds of people. So we all sprout up and then we make these great accomplishments or achievements and it's a flower that blooms and it's beautiful and all the other grasses can see it, you know. Mm-hmm. But when the wind comes and when the rain comes and when the seasons change and when the time comes for God to be glorified, all that grass is going to die out. All those flowers are going to shrivel up and be blown away and all of it's going to be forgotten. So what's our purpose? to worship, to live uh, in the image of Christ. And that's been revealed to me, not by my own powers, but by God. And if he showed me that, what other purpose do I have? Like, football is not going to last, you know. Um, This life is not going to last. Like, the the money in my pocket, you know, all of it, it's not going to last. So the only thing that's going to last is the love I show other people and my life for God. Not to be remembered, but to uh, to allow God to be remembered. Man, that's uh, beautiful. I, that's I can't take credit for it. That's awesome. It's well explained. Great analogy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well done. You talked about grit. What does that word mean to you? Um, <laughs> grit, I guess, is 
Well, it's uh, it's another Coach Venables term. He says, dirty hard work in the dark. Uh, he said championships are won when the, when the uh, stadium is empty, right, in the practice, mm-hmm. when nobody else is up, when nobody else is there, when there's no cameras around, when there's no loved ones around, when all you've got is you and yourself, you know, and doing the dirty hard work in the dark, waking up before everybody else, right? If you think about it, everybody has a schedule. Mm-hmm. Every team out there has a schedule. Um, everybody's waking up early in the morning to do workouts, right? And there's even NCAA laws for, you know, restrictions on how many hours players can practice or how many days during the week players can practice, how many days coaches can be with the players. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things are variables that the NCAA monitors. And every single team does the same things. So what separates them? What makes them different? The work they do outside of the required stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the the extra. Is it really extra if you want to get better, if you want to be better than someone else? Is it really extra? You know, is your intent during the workout what defines you or your intent when you don't have a workout, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the workout, doing doing the extra stuff, you know? So grit is that dirty hard work in the dark when you don't want to do something and you do it anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like when I when I try to imagine grits, like I see a dude with mud in his teeth and he's just going at it, you know, you know. Um <laughs> yeah, that's grit. Just getting after it. Mm-hmm. When no one is looking. Mm-hmm. What motivates you, man? Uh God. Serving God. Um I <laughs> I don't really care if I'm judged for saying this. I don't care who sees it and who's like, man, you know, Ethan's living a lie. It's not a lie to me. It's my life. And when I feel like I've done wrong, I hold myself to such a high standard because it's what the Bible calls. You know, I hold myself to a biblical standard and I'm always guilty. I'm I'm always guilty. I'm always doing something wrong. So, man, like, if I'm always messing up, how can I make up for it? Mm. You know, I, I know I can't buy my way into heaven. I can't win my way there. Heaven's the goal, but it's even bigger than heaven. It's it's what am I doing with this life? I can't do anything with my life that someone hasn't already done with theirs. There's been billions and billions of people that have lived on this planet. Yeah, I like I just watched the Elvis movie. Like if I became one of the greatest singers of all time, like Elvis has already done that, you know, mm-hmm. like if I become one of the greatest footballs, football players of all time, someone's already done that. You know, it's like these personal goals of mine, are they to achieve what somebody else already did? I, I just don't find a lot of value in that. So I want to be a, a believer in God who really lived it out the best he could. Yeah. And I don't care if anybody remembers Ethan Downs. I want them to remember a character who resembled Jesus Christ. Wow. And he's told me, God has told me, not with physical words, but God showed me my life is not my own. You know, I belong to him. So if I belong to him, I'm going to serve him and live for him. And I hope that encourages anybody listening to do the same. That's possible. That doesn't mean I'm not going to, that doesn't mean I'm going to be sinless. That means I'm going to be guilty on all aspects. Yeah. But I'm going to allow God to save me and I'm going to, I'm going to live for him. 
Yeah. So that's my motivation. And I'll, you know, I love Caroline. Caroline's my motivation too, um, to make her happy, to, to make my family happy, to make them proud. But even if I don't accomplish those things, even if I don't make Caroline as happy as she can be, if I fail at that too, my ultimate motivation is to please God mm. and to, to serve him. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Let's talk about mindset and mental toughness. Mm. And I'm going to kind of help. Okay. Put this in a, a box for you. So Kyle and I are big time OU fans since, <laughs> I don't know, however many years ago. So you get recruited to the ultimate sport on a fall Saturday, <laughs> right? In Oklahoma, Oklahoma football, fall sports, king of sports. What do you think, Kyle? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're prepping year round mm-hmm. for these moments. 80 plus thousand fans are screaming. You got people like Sam May saying, hey, this guy's going to be amazing. You got people talking about these stars and that you, you have all these stats, Ethan Downs. He's, he's the next great defensive end. How do you mentally prep yourself when you get into that locker room to the moment you step onto that field and they're playing boomer sooner? And you can hear that all the way down in Austin, Texas. Mm. That's big. That kind of gives me chills. Um, how do I prep myself? I try to remember that whatever it is, I can do it. You know, like I. I also think back, I had a best friend named Skylar Bivens. Um, he fought cancer all his life, pretty much. Since he was two or three years old, he fought cancer. And I met him in middle school. And I think it was a God sent thing. I just, you know, I, I met him in middle school. We became great friends. After a month or so, we were showing up at each other's houses, you know, shooting Nerf guns, playing video games till two in the morning. And a normal thing for him was, you know, throwing up every meal, being in the hospital, needles in his arms, just that was his life. Fighting chemo. Like I, I only saw him with a full head of hair once. And then another wave of chemo came in, you know, another wave of tumors and cancer and, uh, radiation shots all over his body. And meeting someone like that so early on kind of invested morals into me of whatever it is, whether you win or lose, like there's so much more value to life than winning on, on a Saturday, you know, and in high school, it was a Friday, you know, winning under the Friday night lights or the Saturday night lights. Like, although getting to beat up on Texas, you know, great OU thing, throwing horns down and loving every second of it, you know, and the tradition and, and the fire of being there and the excitement, even if I don't, you know, make a big play or even if we don't win, like the value of life is still there. The value of being there under the lights. Like I, I bet you asked every fan, like if they could be in a Texas football game or a te- OU Texas game, they don't care if they win or lose, just being there. Mm. Like, how exciting would that be? How awesome would that be? Well, <laughs> you know, on the field, in the pads, in the sweat, in the heat, right? So, like, 
bloody knuckles going after about to hit somebody you put an old man in there and he's gonna give it all he's got just because that you know that's the enjoyment of life of getting to live that passion well same thing i don't find the passion in just winning or having a trophy or a ring on my finger like i find the passion in competing and, and fighting for it and like you mentioned grit earlier and that faith and like putting it all on the line because yeah i'm i what have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. Like God's given me all these blessings and I know none of it is, is worth praise from men. Like if, if, if men give their praise, it's not going to be worth much because that praise will, will change the next day. Right. Or, or in a week, it, they could say good things about me. And in a week, they'll say terrible things about me. Like the praise of man is so fleeting. So like if I've got nothing to lose, I can lay it all on the line all the time. Mm. And that's scary. Like I, I told Caroline this, like if I die tomorrow, <laughs> and it sounds extreme, but like if I die tomorrow, I hope you know I loved you. And I hope you know I was trying to be an example for others and I was trying to be an example for God. And she's like, Ethan, please don't say that. Please don't say you're gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> like uh, but I know I'm going on a tangent. I'm kinda of going everywhere. You mentioned what 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 did you mention? Like what's it like being on the field? Yeah and, prepping mindset okay, wise. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So mindset wise, I'm not scared to I'm not scared to die. And I guess with that, I'm willing to run till my heart bursts. I'm willing to hit somebody as hard as I can. But with that preparation, like I gotta have confidence to go do that. You know, like I last year I didn't have the confidence to try to Superman over somebody and make a big tackle. Like I just didn't, because I guess I was in my own head. I'm a freshman. I'm, you know, I'm not as strong or fast as they are. Like I, I don't know my plays that well. I, I don't feel like I'm prepared enough. Like I didn't have the confidence. Well now. You know, confidence comes with preparation. Mm-hmm. Confidence comes with your purpose and your drive. And if I've got my purpose and drive figured out, all I've got to do is watch that film. All I've got to do is have a great week of practice. All I've got to do is have my head screwed all right and be focused on the right things. And then I'm laying it all on the line. Yeah. Because what have I got to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you listen to sports talk radio, media? Uh I, I guess when it pops up on Twitter, yeah. but I, I don't usually listen to podcasts, like even pregame and stuff. I don't yeah. listen to a lot of music. Yeah. Like I, I don't have a playlist I always listen to. I don't have a Spotify membership or Apple music. I just, I just, I hardly listen to any music. Yeah. And, um, no, I'm just kind of there. I'm just ready, ready to get after it. Yeah. Yeah. When I get the helmet on, I get it strapped on. I'm like, okay, like, let's go. Like, let's go to work. It doesn't matter the day or the time. Like if you give me a helmet and I'm strapping it on, I know it's business time and I got to go do it. Yeah. You know? What are maybe a couple questions you wish people would ask you, but mm. no one ever asked Ethan? I guess the hard, the hard questions like Ethan, like what are you living for? Or like, Ethan, what do you be? What do you want to be remembered for? You know, like, Ethan, if you want to put anybody else in the spotlight right now, who would it be? Um, like, the hard questions that 
I, I don't know. I don't like the attention on me all the time. You know, like, like you mentioned, the popularity is growing and people are talking about me and, you know, a great opportunity to do a podcast like this. And other people ask me to do podcasts and to speak on their, uh, their channels. Um, and I feel like <laughs> I want to say something to people that impacts their life because everybody can listen to a thousand podcasts and not not be any different like there's so many people talking in the world and so few listening to the something they need to hear you know i want to give people something they can like chew on and something they can feel fulfilled by and motivated by and i'm not saying i want to be a motivational speaker but i want to give you something that hits your heart and changes you not by my own power because that's what god's done to me and i want you to feel the same thing because who like I have clarity, mm. like I have, I have peace and I'm 19 years old and I, I've used so many people around me that are so, my, your mind is here and your heart's here and you're lost and you don't know where you're going. And, you know, you say, man, I, I didn't, I didn't fulfill my goals and my dreams. Like, man, I didn't make it in football or man, like all this other stuff. My life is not fulfilled. I don't have purpose. Like I'm, I'm lost. Like. I have clarity right now. I'm not just trying to to boast, but I, I have clarity because I know my purpose. I know what I'm living for. I know I'm living for God. I know my, my life is a gift from God. So all I've got to do is live and enjoy it and give God glory and praise through this life. And if I can, if I can impact you and your heart or whoever's listening, you know, if I can if I can set a seed in you and just let God water it, then I feel fulfilled. I feel okay. I got like Wong. It's been a pleasure to meet you, man. But like to, to put a seed in your heart to just rest in you, I can't do much else with it, but I know God can water it and he can invest into it and he can blossom. And you know, you can grow fruits that others will see. And Others will be able to notice, like, wow, Wong's different. Wong's changed. And I never want you to say, well, I met this kid, Ethan, and he changed me. Because that's not true. Because me without God wouldn't say any of this. But, man, God changed me. He planted a seed in me one time. And I've never been the same since. Like, that's what I, I want to say, that kind of stuff to people. Wow. Yeah. That's good. We talked about you wanting to become a physical therapist down the mm -hmm. line. And then as we were talking, I thought about you could be a great mentor. You could be a great motivational speaker. Things like that, that I see in you, hmm. that you will make an impact and you will continue to do so by whom you impact because they're going to be impacting others hmm. the way you've impacted them. So hats off to you on that. Uh, thank you. What do you search for in a mentor? Um, maturity, growth, uh, someone with the same values. Like I, I have several mentors, people I look up to, people I aspire to be more like, uh, some of them are my peers, you know, um, a great one is I go to a small church, Emmanuel Baptist church. I'm not the most consistent, but the preacher there, he has a gift with reading that Bible and, you know, he won't take any credit for what he says because it's all from God. And he allows the Holy Spirit to speak through him, and he lays down the Bible facts, and he says, this is what it is. 
and I'm in there taking notes, you know, and, and a booklet because I'm like, man, it's good stuff. Like, I got to write this down so I can reread it and I can study it and I can understand what he's saying. And to have the confidence cause, and, and to be consistent, he's the same guy all the time. You know, he's not fake. He's not boastful. He's not driving around uh, a Porsche. You know, he's not trying to take anybody from he's not trying to take anything from anybody. He's just there to give mm-hmm. and to share the gospel because it's impacted him the same way. You know, and that's what he wants to give other people is that clarity, that peace. Just like I mentioned, like that's something I want to emulate or, you know, like Coach Smitty. Coach Smitty's all about grit. He's all about toughness. He's all about mental motivation. Just being able to do it. Just do it. And Coach Dobson, he he's another strength coach. Like he tells me all the time. He's like, Ethan, you've been running your whole life. He said, Ethan, why are you scared of conditioning? He said, you've been, you've been running your whole life. You know you can do this. Just do it. That's all it is. As simple as that. Just do it. It doesn't matter if you if you've had a ton on your stomach lately or if you have a lot of stuff on your mind and your your heart feels weighed down. Like it doesn't matter where your mind's at. Simplify it on one thing. Yeah. Be where your feet are. Chris Watson told me that. He's a uh, he's um works with the medical staff. Uh he's kind of a physical therapist up there at OU. And and he tells me, he's like, just be where your feet are. Um, live in the moment. He said, because if if you're, you know, got your cleats on and you're, you're about to do conditioning, but you're thinking about, man, you know, what's going on with family or man, you know, what's going on over here? Like, so stressed out about all this st- other stuff going on, then you lose sight of where you're at. You're not able to f- to give your all where you are. So I said, just, just live where your feet are. So yeah. if you're going on a date with Caroline, go live it up. Be right there with her. Tell her how much you love her and just enjoy being around her. But when, you know, when, when you're about to go out to practice or, or you're about to lift, you put on your lifting shoes, be where your feet are, put everything you got into that one lift and you won't regret anything in your life if you make the most of where you are in the moment. Wow. Yeah. So I, you know, again, I can't take credit for any of the words I've just said. Those are all things that I've been able to look up to, to mentors, to people and try to aspire to be like, yeah. Wow. What three people would you want to talk to, call when you really needed to speak to someone about something? Who are three? Okay. Um, I would say my position coach, Coach Chavis. Um, he's a great man. He has a family and a wife. Just this, I guess, um, uh, the image of his family and how he treats his wife and who he is all the time. You know, he's transparent about everything. Like he's willing to admit, um, yeah, like I, I used to be a very sinful man back in college. He said, mm-hmm. but God changed my life. And he said, this is who I am now. And he's honest about everything. And he's, he's the same guy all the time. Same energy brings it to us all the time. And we just feed off of it. Um, Oftentimes, when I when I struggled with something, he's been one of my first calls. Like, hey, coach, help me out with this. Give me, you know, guide me somewhere. Um, somebody else, I call Caroline. Caroline helps me out a lot. Now um, I can like, she's my best friend. I can put anything on her, and she's like, 
Ethan, you know, this is what I see, this is what I hear, this is what you should do, you know, or sometimes she just listens, like, and that's all I need sometimes, mm -hmm. it's just somebody to listen. Um, yeah, she holds me accountable, she encourages me, she strengthens me, she makes me better, and I can't ask for anybody else, like, I, there's nothing, there's nothing else out there for me, so I love Caroline. So, I guess my final choice, you know, I, I, I have so many people I can call. Sure. I'm so blessed to, to talk to so many people, but, um, if I really need something or I really need to find peace or I really need to find, um, a simple mind on a topic or motivation or anything, I, I try to pray. You know, mm -hmm. and I feel like I can't, I can't rely on anything else. I, I try to pray. And sometimes the pray can be crying and shouting. Sometimes the praying is standing up, eyes open, you know, just kind of, you know, spacing off. And I'm really praying. Like I'm, I'm praying to God just about thoughts, about what I've done wrong, you know, repenting, asking for, for more, asking for guidance, asking how I can serve him, things yeah. like that. So. Uh, I mentioned Coach Javis, Caroline, and praying to God, but I have so many people I can talk to. Like my parents are always there, coaches are there, for old, old friends, newer friends, like mm -hmm. so many people I can rely on. But man, like I've got a tight circle, but yeah. that's also like a big tight circle. <laughs> I just, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. That's great. Yeah, man. You created that good energy and that good vibe that people actually want to be part of that. So that's mm -hmm. good for you, man. Yeah, thank you. Good for you. You talked about being in the moment. This podcast is called Defining Moments. Mm. What's maybe a defining moment for you so far in your young 19 years of age to help you get to where you are today? Yeah. Well, getting to meet Skylar. Um, getting to meet Caroline. Um, getting to live my dream and play football at OU. Um, meeting the church where I go. Um, man, people, people are my defining moments. Like I, it's not about where I go. It's about like the people I meet and the people that, um, share their life with me and motivate me and guide me. And yeah, people have been the ones to get me here. Like I heard this one time. So again, these are not my own words, but someone once said, I don't believe in a self-made man mm -hmm. because <laughs> nobody who has gotten anywhere did it by themselves. Mm. You were not born by yourself. You were not given clothes by yourself. You were not fed by yourself. You had a guardian. You had someone to raise you. You didn't get that job by yourself. You had someone introduce you. You know, you had someone in the role and the position of authority to set you in that job, to set you in that place. You have never been self-made. You know, like some, if you're, if you're a rapper or an artist, someone gave you that mic, you mm -hmm. know, someone, someone gave you the money to buy that microphone or that guitar or whatever it is. Like if you're a football player, you're not self-made because someone drove you to practice when you're a little kid. Someone drove you to camps and flew you out there and gave you the money to go there. 
and bought the food so you can eat every day. You know, you're, you're not self-made in any aspect. You're always made by the people you meet and by the gifts that God has given you. Like nothing is self-made. So yeah. my defining moments have been people and how they've made me. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm not that's, awesome. That's good. <laughs> that's really, really good. Are people, do you ever have people ask you, you questions? Is that allowed? That is allowed, and I don't know if very many people really ask me any questions. Kyle, do you recall? Why not? Yeah, I mean, why not ask? <laughs> but I've never really had anyone throwing any questions at me. Do you mind if I throw you one or two? Please. Okay. One. What is something you look for in trying to find these defining moments with people? What are you trying to impact people by with your podcast and with your show? Number one, it, to to me, it's it's always an honor when someone gives you their time of day, mm-hmm. the trust that you're going to do a good job for them. And so I am motivated to do my very best every day. And what I, my wife and I started this podcast is to do something we've never done before, to challenge ourselves, to, to press boundaries, make ourselves uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And with the way the world we we say it's going it's there's a lot of negativity a lot of you got to pick a side and there's good and bad good Mm -hmm. and evil what can we do what more can we do to build a bridge to connect people with people and understand that it's not just a political side that you pick but it's about understanding why did you pick that side or how can I learn from you? And for me, it's, it's such an honor and privilege just to hear the guest story because selfishly I'm learning a lot and I'm able to share these moments with my colleagues, my peers, my family, you know? And and so I I think that's the the biggest kick Mm -hmm. I get. That's, that's how we get to contribute back to society is by hosting a show that showcases our guests and their stories that will help others. You talk about Skylar mm-hmm. and how in middle school he's affected you in a great way. Mm-hmm. Now I want to turn it back on you. Let's talk about Cavit okay. Kids. Okay. You talked about Cavit Kids earlier, and I'm really intrigued about that. Can you expand on that? So with Skylar... Um, after we became closer, you know, staying the night at each other's places and stuff like that, his family entrusted me so much. And again, I was probably 14 years old, 15 years old. They entrusted me so much. They said, Ethan, you know, do you want to go on this week-long camp with Skylar? I immediately said, yeah, I'm up for anything with him. And they're like, okay, you're going to be his para, his helper, essentially. Uh, so it's just going to be you two. And I was like, what? You know, my, my, my best friend, he, he throws up all the time. Like, I don't know how to take care of him. Is he still going to have chemo medication he's got to go through? And I was like, what in the world? But it all worked out. And mm-hmm. I was scared through every second of it because he was my brother, you know, and not by blood, but he's my brother. Like, I got to take care of him. And I was so afraid I couldn't do that. So he's on my mind all the time. And that showed me how to serve somebody. Like, getting to meet Skylar, he was half my size shorter probably he could barely walk uh, he could barely talk he had radiation shot all over his body 
uh, which affected his his growth, right? Um, and constantly on medications, things like that, his body was not like anybody's normal life. So uh, he showed me what a blessing it is to have features like this, to have health like this. And he always told me, and man, like these words hit me so hard. He said, Ethan, I want to be just like you. He said, I want to run like you. I want to jump like you. He just wanted so bad to feel normal and to feel the ability to do things. And I, man, like that hurt me. I, I went home and cried and I was like, I, I love this kid. I've only known him for a few weeks, a month or so, but he told me he wants to be just like me in middle school. And what have I done, you know, except hit puberty and start to grow a little bit. He's just, he he grew this passion for me and I feel like I was supposed to meet him. But anyway, getting the Cabot kids, we went on this week long trip and um, at Cabot, it's a, it's a camp for terminally ill children, children linked to the OU Children's Hospital um, in the city. And these kids are given pretty much like a week of fun activities. Uh, they would go, you know, deep sea fishing. They would go, uh, I say deep sea fishing. We went, it was a lake, Lake Texoma. <laughs> <laughs> um, it felt like deep sea fishing. Um, but they were given the opportunity to feel normal and to, to do things that they normally wouldn't do. So all these, you know, I'm at a camp with over like 400 kids and I've never been so joyful before mm -hmm. uh, because all these kids have been bullied or mistreated or, you know, judged by how they look and what they're physically fighting uh, through their illnesses and stuff, having to go to hospitals, things like that, you know. And when we're at this camp, nobody wants to be judged and nobody wants to judge anybody else because they've all been through it. So when, I, when we're at this camp, there's nothing but like love and care for everybody. Like kids that can't walk are so considered about somebody else just because that's what they've always wanted. Mm -hmm. And when you go to this camp, it's a week long of everybody laughing, loving, like it's so great. And I think I was impacted more by Skylar than he was impacted by me. Mm. Um, he changed my life. He opened my eyes and I was enlightened and uh, in middle school. I feel like I observed the world in such a bigger picture. And I went with him to Cabot consistently for for two or three more years. And we were in Texoma first year, uh, I think the second year too. And then we were in Guthrie and then it's constantly changing due to the size of the camp mm -hmm. and uh, how many kids they got, stuff like that. So. Uh, I got to meet Danny Cavett. He's the one who started Cavett Kids. He's a great man. You know, he's got a heart and a spirit for everybody around him. Kind of like you mentioned, just to give give back to people. That's all he's doing. Um, so getting to be a part of that, getting to see that, I'm extremely blessed. You know, a lot of people, uh, nurses, uh, and a lot of people go to to help out with these kids to not only to learn about their illnesses but to know how to interact with them, to make them comfortable, things like that. And I just so happened to be a middle school kid hanging out with my best buddy <laughs> at these camps, just enjoying life. 
Um, then when he started to get really sick, we stopped going. Um, and, you know, later in high school, I couldn't go as often. And then I started up here at college, you know, playing football and stuff. My time became so limited that I haven't been able to hang out with Cabot kids very much. But any opportunity I've got to hang, to, to go up to OU Children's Hospital to be around those kids, like they, they change my life. They impact me, uh, in an undescribable way. Like getting to see, see somebody who is laid up in a bed, you know, potentially crippled, fighting for their life, medication, can't keep a meal down. Like their life is so humble at that point. Mm -hmm. And it's so fragile. And all they've got to give to other people is care and love. Yeah. So if you come see them, they're just like, hey, you know, they're not bitter. They're just, how are you doing? You know, what, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, are you feeling okay? You know, um, how's family? And Skyler, he was always like, um, he would never want me to get hurt in any aspect. So he's my, you know, like I said, he's like my brother, but he would come watch my football games and he would stay as long as he could, but mm -hmm. he was so afraid. He would tell me like, Ethan, please don't get hurt. He said, <laughs> he said, Ethan, don't, don't go out there and play football. Don't do it. And I was like, Skyler, why? Like, I love to play football. I'm big and strong. It's okay. He said, no, you can't go get hurt. He said, you don't go out there and go get hurt. Don't do it. And I'm like, okay, Skyler, I promise. Um, but yeah, so much care when their own life is so fragile. Yeah. Just speaks volumes. It's sure. it's incredible. Wow. So all of Cabot is like that. Every single bit of it. The people that serve, all they want to do is give back and add love. That's great. That's great. You have positive energy, good energy, humble. How do you deal with negativity? Um, well, give me an example. Let's say someone starts ripping you on social media. Someone mm -hmm. starts ripping your family. Mm -hmm. OU football. Maybe Caroline. Mm -hmm. Maybe my questions on the podcast. Yeah. How do you deal with negativity? Uh, I'd say since I have a clarity of who I am, my values, my morals, you know, I often shrug off negativity. Um, <laughs> it's hard without like a, you know, of course, there's times I get aggressive and I want to fight back. But if I see someone like Ethan, you're terrible at football, or like Ethan, you, <laughs> you know, you're fake, or Ethan, mm -hmm. you're you're a liar, or Ethan, you know, if I know I'm not a liar, if I if I hold myself accountable and I know I'm not that, then I won't I won't listen to it. But if somebody's really saying, Ethan, you need to be better, like they can come off as negative. Mm. But it can also hold me accountable. Yeah. Like coaches, you know, they're talking about communication and stuff, being able to see through what a coach is trying to tell you instead of how he presents it. So a coach can come at me and just start ripping me and cussing at me and talking about my family just out of his anger and his buildup of emotion. And he's tearing away at me because he's trying to find something. So if I could break down what he's doing. You know, if he if he's coming at me with all his negative energy and he's trying to tear me apart because he wants to get down to something specific, he says, if he's mad at me for not doing a certain technique on a down block, but then he starts talking about my family and cussing me out and like, you know, Ethan this, Ethan that, like, Ethan, you're just terrible. 
trying to sift through that communication. What is he trying to get to? Mm. You know, and through all negative energy, I'm always, I guess I'm trying to find what are they trying to get out of it? So if people just want to get under my skin for saying something negative, then I, then I acknowledge that and I shrug it off. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever, you know? So, but if it's somebody who's trying to be honest with me and say, Ethan, you need to be more accountable. You need to get to that down block, you know? Um, you need to use your technique, like like a coach. Like you need to do that. Uh, then I'll listen to it and I'll take it and um, try to hold myself yeah. to that standard. Yeah. Um, do you have a few more minutes? Oh, yeah. we ran over time. We're, yeah. we're, we're good. Right now. Okay. Wow. We have some of our followers, quite okay. a few of them, that sending questions for me to ask you, and a lot okay. of them are pretty much the same. So I sifted through. Probably about 150 questions. I narrowed wow. it down to about 10 okay. questions. Yeah. Um, we talk about what motivates you. Mm-hmm. Would you love to line up against USC tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, those those old coaches, um, great men. You know, uh, I feel like the new coaches that have come in hold us more accountable. And it's more consistent, mm-hmm. but those old, you know, the older coaches—they're great men. Like I can't say anything bad about them. Awesome. Um, but USC, since we had some guys transfer over there, you know, players that I knew. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun to just <laughs> go at it and beat up on some of them, talk some trash. But um, uh, yes, that's my answer. Yes. So then, do you hope to see them in a bowl game? This yeah, year. that'd be awesome. Only if they're going to national championship game, right? They're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be good. They got talent. Great coaches again. They're going to be good. We we might see them. I don't know. I'm ready <laughs> if it comes up. Oh, yeah. I like it. What are your thoughts on the nil and transfer portal? Say, oh, NIO? Yeah, NIO. What are yep. your thoughts on that? And then what are your thoughts on the transfer portal? Okay. So NIO, for those who don't know, is name, image, and likeness, which relates to the student athletes and how they're able to receive anything, physical, material, um, due to their likeness, name, or image. So like if Wong, he wanted to say, hey, man, I want to give you a car. Well, you can't just do that straight up. I have to somehow earn it. There has to be some exchange. So yeah. I can I can relay through my social medias, hey, Wong gave me this car and it used my name and my name image uh, and likeness through social media to benefit him in some case. So that's like a transaction that could happen through NIO. But um, through the trend, so I think the NIO um, is very beneficial to a lot of people. I think it can create some conflict in a team. Mm. Um, and it can sway motives. Like if all you're thinking about is, man, I gotta get money, 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 then you know that your priority may be taken off of football. But keeping a sound mind and being mature in that aspect can, you know, it's just like, man, what a great opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a lot of nil deals and opportunities to to really benefit and to give back to other people. So it's been really cool. That's great. Um, through the transfer portal, man. I think I think the transfer portal is a best case scenario for some people mm-hmm. who really are just best out of luck and they feel you know they feel like they don't have the opportunity to go after it. Uh, like for non scholarship guys in particular, you know, like like I I had a great buddy. His name was Ben Harris. I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but <laughs> Ben Harris, 
he was a quarterback up at OU, and mm-hmm. he's currently in North Alabama, I believe. Um, still playing football, but he transferred because you know they brought in Dylan Gabriel and General Booty and a lot of these other quarterbacks that are highly rated, um, and by their name and their scholarship, you know, are gonna be at a higher tier of him. So mm. as hard as he works, you know, trying to earn that spot. It's just it's not going to be like a Baker Mayfield scenario because Baker was a scholarship athlete at A and M, you know, mm. and then transferred. Or, so it's not going to be like a Baker Mayfield story. It's going to be, you know, climbing a mountain that's never ending. And he's like, man, if I'm going to get the spotlight, I better, I better hit that portal and mm. find where I'm wanted, you know, yeah, and, and needed. So of course Ben, he was one of the OU, but they yeah. brought in so many other guys that. Um, we're talented too. Sure. But so transfer portal, I know I'm talking a whole lot. Transfer portal, um, I do have mixed feelings about it because it's like quitting a team. Mm. If you're just trying to get out of there to have better odds, um, instead of earning it. But if those odds are, you know, near impossible to achieve, then it's the best case scenario for some people to have an opportunity and to play. Yeah. I like it. That's yeah. fair. Mm, very good. Let's see. Hillbilly Vegas wants to write your theme song. Mm. What would some of your lyrics be? A like? theme song? Yeah, they, they're country rock, really big, oh, really amazing, actually. Okay. So they want to write your theme song. Okay. Where are some of the lyrics you would want in your theme song? <laughs> I don't know. So you can do a whole <laughs> lot with the last name, Down. Yeah. You can do a whole lot with that. Like... <laughs> I'm not saying you have to use it, but like something clever, you know, my YouTube name, I, I, st- I kind of stole it from Michael Turk. So his, he calls it hang time because mm-hmm. he's a punter and he, you know, hang time is clever with his YouTube channel. Um, but I took something like that. I was like, well, I'm going to do downtime last name and <laughs> I'm only going to post when I have downtime. So it's like, a, it's like a play on words there. So you can do so much with downs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's good. I, I'm not going to throw anything out there. I think it'd be really cool to have a theme song. I think that would be crazy. Okay. Well, let's uh, yeah. see if we can set that with Hillbilly Vegas. Man. They're amazing. And they're big cool. time OU fans. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Marty Miss. Yeah. Bass guitars. Great <laughs> stuff. Who's your favorite NFL team? I really don't have one. Okay. Like, if you asked me how much football I actually watch, it, I would embarrass you. Like, I don't watch very much football Good. at all. Cool. I just don't. All right. That's I play fair. enough of it. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> What's your next favorite sport to watch or even play? Oh, I like to watch basketball. Um, well, me and Caroline dated early in college. I never watched a whole lot of soccer. But getting to watch her play soccer, like I love watching soccer if she's playing. Um, I don't know. I like I like to watch wrestling. So okay. I used to wrestle a little bit in high school. Okay. Uh, and just wrestlers are, um, <laughs> they are. Oh, what am I trying to say? I just lost. I just had a brain fart. Wrestlers are. Oh my gosh. Talented. Um, I just, I'm a loss for words. This is all edited, right? No, I'm not straight through. <laughs> but we can edit it if you want. <laughs> um, 
amazing. Let's just say that wrestlers yeah. are amazing. So I was trying to find a word like amazing. I agree. Um, you know, the physical abilities, flexibility, all that stuff, their mentality mm. is great. It's very gritty. I like to watch that. So, yeah. uh, I like to watch wrestling a lot. That's my second yeah. favorite sport. To That's watch awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause wrestling is the next level of mental toughness. Oh yeah. You've got for sure. It, right. For sure. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I won the bet with my wife because I said that you're going to bring up soccer. Mm. It's because I trolled your yep. girlfriend over there and I yep. knew what you played in on in high school through Instagram. So thank you, Marty. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite food and or music. So I don't watch I don't listen to a lot of music, but okay. man, I like the classics. If I ever listen to anything, I love classics like classic rock. Okay. Uh, like ACDC, Guns N' Roses, nice. stuff like that. Queen. Um I even like my dad. Introduced me to like Metallica. Corn. Okay. Oh, I listen to that all day. <laughs> oh, it was hard rock. I love it. Um, you know, I I sing Elvis to Caroline. I'm a terrible singer, but we watched the Elvis not too long ago. I sing like romance Elvis songs to her sometimes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of, I like older music. Okay. I feel like it has a lot more passion in it. Than, than newer music. Yeah, you know, I feel like it can be politically driven mm. in our modern world. Sure. So yeah. I just love classic stuff. Sure, I love that. Last question from a fan: sure. Soft serve ice cream or the kind that you had to dig into? Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Which one do I prefer? Yeah, I, I yeah. man, one where you got to dig it out of that crate, man. Mm. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> Get the big spoon and just dig it out. Man. It's way better than the vanilla and the cone. And Sounds like we all should go to Brahms after this and get I'm so down. Number one, double quarter pound cheese at burger with a shake or some, something like that. She's all about all right. chicken strips, gravy, Brahms sauce. I was right down the street. Hey, if y'all have ever tried a Dr. Pepper Freeze, this is Caroline's favorite. A Dr. <laughs> Pepper Freeze at Brahms hits like, it just hits the spot. It's great. That's awesome. Last thing question for you mm -hmm. because it is a question it's one of my favorite questions okay how do you want to be remembered um i want to be remembered as a dude who is willing to give his life for god mm. that's it so beautiful yeah beautiful how do our fans your fans followers get in touch with you twitter instagram yeah twitter instagram I don't want to give my phone number. Out. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm not going to ask you to give your phone number. <laughs> you got your Twitter handle? Do you remember it? I think it's Ethan Downs 40. I'm not sure. I know my Instagram one is I underscore M underscore Ethan Downs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One last gift from my wife and I and the Ackermans. What is we want to treat you, your girlfriend, your mom and dad, and brother Luke to a dinner Wow. Okay. And this is for you. Okay. So, wow. Take them there to eat. We recommend the one Lake Hefner, watch the sunset, have wow. great conversations, great food, awesome. great music, turn off the cell phones and just talk about life and enjoy it because those are the moments you want to live in. Man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Oh, it's been awesome meeting you, man. I appreciate you. Boomer Sooner. Great. Great luck. Best wishes on this coming fall. Kyle and I will be rooting you on. Thank for you, sure. Kyle. <laughs> We're excited to watch you, your teammates play, excited to see the journey with you and your girlfriend and see where that goes and 
There's nothing but greatness ahead because that's what you chase every day. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank yes, you. Sir. Me too. All right. We appreciate your support to Defining Moments Podcast. A good friend of mine once told me the best one out there is the one having the most fun. And he's exactly right. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're having the most fun. Why? Because we can and we want to. Find us on social media, Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. On Instagram, Facebook at Defining Moments Podcast. Take us on the go from iHeartRadio to Spotify all the way to YouTube. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Podcast. Check out our swag at definingmomentspod.com. We have a merchandise store. A lot of great stuff. Follow us on social media. We love to do giveaways. Why? Because we're undefeated. Have a good day.